What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, it's crossover time with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, and we're discussing, is the MLB creating an NBA-style buyout market? And then it's, of course, time for another draft, drafting the players on the worst contracts in baseball, discussing all that on today's Locked on Diamondbacks crossover. You are Locked on Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But without further ado to discuss this new buyout market that we're seeing by Major League Baseball and, of course, do another draft, we got to bring on the man of the hour, Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. How are you today, sir? What's going on, man? Doing doing great on this fine uh, whenever recording. What is it? I'm forgetting what today is. Tuesday evening as mm-hmm. we record this for our folks on Wednesday. I hope everyone's doing great. It's hump day. Oh. And I'm excited for this one. I'm really excited for this one. I think that it has the potential to get mean. Um, I think it has yeah. the potential to get spicy. Yeah. Um, and that's all we can ask for, man, especially with both of our teams, you know, faltering. Uh, as they are in, in a variety of ways with the Diamondbacks having some weird late game losses. And then, you know, the Padres, you know, you Darvish going on the IL, getting swept by the Brewers. It's just rough times. So we're trying our best for the good people to give them hey. at least something, you know? Hey, we're back on this D-backs bandwagon. We're like 12 and four in our last 16. The D-backs are back, Javi. We're hot. What? Yeah. Are they really? I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, the D-backs guess- are low-key back. Did they lose that game to the Reds? Uh, they the, lost the one that one went to like the 14th the inning. Yeah, they lost like one of those. They lost that one. Yeah. I guess I projected from that that they were still, uh, but I'm not crazy that they were having a downturn, yeah, right? No, I'm they, not crazy. it was like okay. a two month downturn there. No, prior, like basically before oh God, our last yeah. podcast, you could have said that. But yeah, we're at, we're actually hot right now. Yeah, yeah. We're back in the postseason mix. Vibes are actually feeling really good, Javi. So, wow. uh, I, yeah, must so be nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm not gonna lie, it feels good. You know, I was in the down in the dumps a couple of weeks ago talking about the D-backs, <laughs> but full 180. We're back on the emotional roller coaster. We're riding the high right now and of course um we're gonna be doing that draft uh the contract for drafts draft for contracts later in this podcast and of course your team had a lot of big contracts so we might be drafting a couple of those players in our draft but i first before we talk about that let's talk about a different version of contracts contracts being terminated javi and players being Mm. put on waivers because there was this epidemic started by the la angels wednesday morning when out of nowhere we got jeff passing bomb and it's kind of weird you usually don't get passing bombs post mlb trade deadline you know entering the final stretch of the season what can Jeff Passan really tweet out that's gonna have all of us turn our heads and little do we know the Angels were like you know what let's just cut half our roster today we're gonna send down some good relievers to the yeah. waivers here's Giolito who we acquired for like a top 100 prospect grid check and uh they I forgot Hunter Renfro who's also been a solid like dude with a strong mm-hmm. arm that could has a mm-hmm. ton of power like they released like five Never six Hunter, legit yeah. dudes that could help a postseason run and now mm-hmm. I'm like is this something that we're going to see more in baseball? Are we going to get NBA-style bio market? Because I wouldn't be mad like if you're going to have pending free agents who are like, you know, maybe they're veterans, and you're like, you know what, we're probably not going to bring them back next season anyway. They're going to hit free agency. Why not just let them go a couple months early, let someone else pay the rest of their contract, and at least give them a chance um, to be a postseason winner somewhere else? You probably might do that if this is a guy that's been with your club for a few years. But what were your thoughts of seeing the Angels and other teams, you know, just kind of, 
get rid of dudes who are quality major leaguers and see what happens uh, as this unfolds in the final stretch of the season. I had two reactions. Number mm-hmm. one, which is a quick one, which is just as you put in your notes right over. I can never do that. When you're <laughs> yeah, which, to, which side right over it? here where you mentioned, um, you know, NBA style. That's what I thought of, because mm-hmm. as I know, we're both fans of the NBA and, and that absolute drama filled league, too. Don't get me wrong. Like this happens every year, not necessarily for like like big name players all the yeah. time. But you get those like contributors that it's like, oh, this team might need a backup center. This team might need a backup six man or something like that. So, you know, they need a little bit of scoring. They need someone who could guard this player. And that happens and it helps contenders who already have their roster, their main roster set, like their their core set. But they're like, let's get a little bit of extra. You know, let's get a little extra oomph because we're definitely going for it this year. And that happens in the NBA every year. I remember um, when like Joe Johnson was a big mm-hmm. one. I think it was like ISO Joe, as as people might know if, if our yeah. NBA heads out there. Uh, like that was one. And that was like a player that helped out. I think he helped out the Jazz a little bit. Um, not always like enormous difference makers, but with baseball, I, I was just fascinated by this. And my second reaction was, aside from it being really reminiscent of the NBA, was, my God, um, I don't like to do the ever, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I've ranted about this before. I try not to give into the recency bias, but... Man, I mean, I'm trying to think of a worse trade deadline than the Angels. <laughs> yeah. Because you traded, I know that they're their top prospects, but they were still like top 100 guys that they gave up. I don't have the list in front of me who they gave up for um, Gilito and the, and the reliever fellow, but that's still like top 100 prospects. And I know the Angels have fallen out of it uh, pretty dramatically, but you're going to get rid of those guys and not even attempt to resign them after you gave up prospects for them. And just to save like 8 million bucks or something like that. Like that's one just speaks to the, the, the incompetence of the angels and art Marino as an owner. And it also speaks to just baseball as a whole. Like they're just like, see you later, all these guys. Um, uh, And just because we want to save 7 million bucks or whatever it is like a pretty minuscule amount of money. Like it's insane. It's an epidemic of baseball as we've talked about a lot, but it's nuts, man. Um, I don't know if this is going to be something that stays with baseball, but my last point, I'm going to throw it back to you. Okay. Do you think that they know that Otani's gone? And that's why they were like, we need to just cut everybody right now. Cause there's no way we're, cause if you're allegedly trying to keep this guy, and convince him that this is a team that cares about winning and wants to do all this stuff. Why would you cut guys like in the middle of this? You know what I'm saying? This isn't, Mm -hmm. we lost them in free agency. This is like, we're just done. Like, do you think that that's waving the white flag and them saying like, we know this isn't going to work. Cause why else would you do that? Cause all you're doing is showing show. Hey, like, yeah, they're cutting guys and they're like, we don't believe in taking this the whole way. I mean, I just feel like it's showing you that the Angels are just going to tank out the rest of the season. Now that you lost Shohei Otani, there's no point of even trying for that postseason birthday anymore because yeah. you were doing all this effort to make the wild card to keep Otani, but it's like Otani's not even going to be playing um, far back in the wild card. Might as well start unloading these contracts. And I don't even think that they're waving the white flag saying Otani's not coming back because honestly, after that injury, I don't know what's going to happen with Otani. I wouldn't be surprised mm. at all mm. if Otani took just a short-term deal, two years, just to rehab with the angels you know that's been mm, the organization mm. he's been familiar with he's not going to pitch at all probably next season uh maybe he still hits like i don't know if he does the bryce harper where he's like okay i won't be a pitcher next season but i'll still hit you 50 bombs from the dh spot like that's how impressive otani is so i don't even know 
what version we're going to see of Otani next season. But you might be like, you know what? I'm hurt. I can't pitch the next year. Let me just go back to the team that I'm already comfortable with. I know that training staff. I know the medical people. I'll just get healthy with them for the first year. Maybe year two, I'll get healthy play a little bit, raise my value back up, and I can hit the offseason once again and collect a big check. So I don't really know. I think when you look at all these players getting cut, I think it's justifiable when you look at the Yankees, the White Sox, teams that have been out of it for months, players that are just like, you know what? We don't really care about you. Go you know, to greener pastures. But for a team like the Angels, who, like you said, worse, what just – all their decision-making over the last few months with <laughs> I was a guy who was pro the trade deadline. I was like, you know what? Yeah, Tag when everybody else is zigging. You know what? Go all in on trying to keep Otani. Maybe it's too little, too late, but at least you're finally trying to put together a competent roster around Otani. But now it's like you're letting all those players go. You, you were never able to build a competent roster. All your moves didn't work out, and now you're just cutting those players like – you can at least keep those players through the season. Then guess what? Bring back a Giolito. I know he sucked this year for the Angels, but he's still a decent guy. They could probably trade next season if you brought him back. A couple of those other relievers you could bring back. Like The thing is, these are quality players that you're letting go into free agency. It's not like these are bad players. So it's like you're not going to build a competitive roster next season if you let those guys go because even though he may not try to build around Otani for next season, knowing he might be hurt, you still have someone there named Mike Trout. And I feel like we've just forgotten, like, yeah, let's stop trying to build a contender around Mike Trout because we're so focused around Otani. Mike Trout had just become chopped liver. And it's like, yeah, we don't really care about building contender for him anymore. It's either Otani or Bust, and he's the only guy we care about now in the building, which I th just think is super unfair to Mike Trout, someone who's considered the greatest player ever by some. <laughs> I love how you managed to squeak that in. Yeah, there. that was unnecessary. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's so nasty as I said that. There was really there was no need. Even you admit, even you admit, <laughs> it's like, oh, that wasn't that was, his fault. He's literally was, hurt right now. Like, what I'm can sorry, he do? Sorry, Mike Chow. I actually um, feel so bad with what's happened with you recently. It's you so saved. it's sad. And like, I know people like to make fun of teams that blow up. Someone was making fun of the the Padres on Twitter. Uh, it was a Brewers fan, hilariously enough, bragging about how. They're 19th in payroll beating us. And my thing was like, congrats. You haven't been to the World Series since 82. I don't think you should exactly be flexing that you guys don't pay. Maybe if you did spend, you might actually go farther than this first round. Um, but like, it's it's just so sad. And it's bad for baseball. It really is. I mean, they have not just one Dan Marino type career on their hands, but another one too with Otani, right? Like these two all-timer guys that you weren't, they went to one playoff series with Mike Trout. Like, it's just baseball malpractice. and You would think that they just luck in there. And it's not like, I know the Astros have been in that division, but there's something called the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's sent three teams card. now. We send extra teams to the wild card. The Here's a great example of like, oh, well, they had to recover and they had to build prospects. The Rangers had been recovering for so long. And they spent, and they like basically in the grand scheme of things, immediately made it back to the postseason. Yeah, uh, this spend year, money, like, get back. It's crazy. You get back, and I know that the it sucks that the Angels also spent, but they spent spent poorly too. Uh, they didn't do it in the Padres sense, where it was like they spent all of it at once, and as a result, their roster is a little bit thin. The Angels, it's like Josh Hamilton, Albert Pujols. Um, that was kind of yeah. all at once, though. That was like all a decade. Yeah, those ago. guys were all at summer. once. Yeah, yeah, those guys were all the at once. CJ Wilson, they kind of brought in all those guys. CJ like, Wilson, right? Like, spending um, doesn't work. Look at these guys. And then they never. Then it's like them. every year, it's like Rizal Iglesias, they signed to a big deal. Then they just get rid of him. And now he's killing it on Atlanta, by the way, which is just low key. People forgot. They just like dropped that guy. <laughs> like, not dropped him literally, but like just 
you know, no, I think they did. The I, I think they straight up like DFA'd him. I have to look did it up. Did they DFA him? You have to look it up. But like they I'll got rid of him and up. he's a pretty quality closer who could get strikeouts and he's been good for them and threw an entire like water cooler onto the field when they got into that fight with the Mariners last year, which was low-key hilarious. Um, they've had that. You had the Justin Upton contract that was a failure. You have this Anthony Rendon contract that's a disaster that we may or may not be talking about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I see that little look in your eye right now. I know what you're thinking. Uh it just stinks. It stinks all the way around, and I hate it. And I don't know if this is going to become the future of baseball or anything, but I know you talked about like, oh, with Otani with the injury and all these things, maybe the maybe the D backs, you know, hey. maybe Air- what did you say, the Sunshine <laughs> State and all that stuff? We get sun all the time. Three sixty five, baby. Hey, yeah. Um, I I really am feeling for Angels fans, and as I said last, uh, or at least on one of the episodes, like I don't like this whole mainstream media personalities will get involved and be like well guess what no one cares about the angels like that's counterproductive because i think that the padres are an example of like if you played well people will care um but unfortunately they never did and they had the stars and they just could not do it and it makes me sad man it really does it genuinely genuinely makes me sad yeah, for the record, Rachel Iglesias traded to the Atlanta Braves, uh, not DFA'd. And okay. for Artie Moreno, is there an owner with a worse track record of not being able to build a team either long-term or short-term? Because he's had a decade with Mike Trout, hasn't been able to do anything, hasn't been able to put a pitching staff. Now, all of a sudden, he's making all these short-term moves with the deadline, calling up his first-round pick from, like, this season. He called up well, Zach know, Neto, right? too, who was, like, the first-round pick, like, last season. Like, he's yeah. messing up the development of these prospects. He's trading for guys to just cut them immediately, trading away top 100 guys like everything he's doing is making absolutely no sense and the angels are an absolute joke of a franchise right now and it's crazy considering as we always talk about they have maybe the two greatest baseball players we've seen since like what 2000 the last 25 30 years since like a barry bonds like it's insane it's it's insane i mean the only ones that i could think of is like you know dick montfort of our divisional rock uh, yeah i'm out of rockies the only other one um if you want to go to for previous ownership like the mets were pretty bad in the wilpon era Right, that whole Bernie Madoff stuff and whatnot. Oh, like, next that was, draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst yeah, owners. No. Worst yeah. owner draft. Worst owner draft. Put, it, put in the fake spreadsheet. Put in the fake. Put it in the spreadsheet. Put it down. Put it on the board. Uh, we might have to do that one next week, but yeah, I mean, as of currently right now, and especially at least the Rockies, the only saving grace between the two is you could be like, well, we don't have Otani and Trout. Like we don't yeah. have these generational talents. They're close. They gave up Arenado for a pack of veggie straws. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. But like, uh, 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 it just hurts, man. We got to move on. I can't do it. I feel so yeah. bad for Angels fans. I'm not just saying that. Yeah, 15 minutes on Otani and the the sad state of the Angels. Very easy to talk uh, about that team and how poorly they've been able to manage <laughs> things. But coming up, we're going to talk about some other teams that have not been able to manage their payroll because they're going to be drafting the worst contracts in Major League Baseball. But before we get there, Javier Reyes, I first need to tell our listeners about this new little thing that we're using at Locked On called LinkedIn Sales. Because are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real time insights these deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline higher win rates and larger deals we call these d 
deep sales. And we've built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. Of course, that is linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. And we're back here on the Lock on Diamondbacks crossover with Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres. And don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and either search up Diamondbacks or Padres. Now, Javi, as we do every week, we're going to be doing another draft. And considering mm. we just did 15 minutes on the Angels, the duration of this draft is not looking too good. We always have to decide on the fly. How many picks do we want to do? 8 to 10? 8 to 10? How many are we feeling right now? Since we've gone so long on Otani, maybe a little bit less. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. We'll, we'll go with the flow. We'll go you know with what I mean? the as flow. long as it's even and we both got equal amount of picks. I think we go with the flow. Because there's one. There's one contract that I need to get. Um, <laughs> as my last pick in this okay. deal. Um, so we'll definitely go with the flow and decide. So level, you always go with tail. So we'll make level one here, the tail side. So I'm gonna flip it because I don't know where my quarters are at. Boop. Level one, look at Javier Reyes with the first pick in the draft for what seems like forever ago. So, Javi, how are you going to start us off today? I'm going to start us off by betraying my kind. Oh, whoa. what does um, that mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, get, get it. Ended <laughs> <laughs> at that. <laughs> no, nobody, please, nobody, like, like that take mean? that part out, out of context. What I mean by that is I often have said that I will support any Puerto Rican player, Uh-oh. no matter what. Ooh. I have to. You saw me during the World Baseball Classic. I was tweeting up a storm. Then it ended very sadly, of course, with Edmund Diaz injury. And this guy was really fun for a long time. I mean, you can still see him posted like highlights every now and then because he was really exciting because he played the game differently. And he was genuinely at one point like a very good player, despite some of the obvious flaws in his game. But unfortunately, the obvious flaws took over. And he is not just a bad player, Millard. Mm-hmm. He's entered the meme tier. Oh, God. Detroit Tigers, Ooh. Mr. Javi Baez, Ooh. first overall pick. Look, there's about a bajillion different directions I could go into with mm-hmm. explaining my selection. Uh, I could just end it by saying he's bad. Um, but I think it's more than that. I think it's that the Tigers have re- been rebuilding so long. And for you to give out that deal to a- I don't mind teams that were interested in Baez. I don't. Incredible power skills, uh, really uh, a solid defender at a premium position. And you said, maybe we can tinker with this guy because all the talent is there. I think you, we both agree on that. He's had great seasons before. He's had six-win seasons. He's had a five-win season. I think he finished like top five in MVP once. Second. But he finished second? Yeah. Wow. Jeez, I mean, it's just – but for you to see the developments with him and decide – after we've been rebuilding for so long that mm-hmm. you wanted this to be your free agent and you didn't go with someone like a, like a, I know he wasn't the same class, but like a Dansby Swanson type where it's like, this guy's upside might not be as crazy as everybody, but I just feel kind of, he's steady and he's been steady for the Cubs this year. And instead you took a, a chance on a really risky free agent, Javi Baez and Millard. When you look at the numbers, it's deadly. And he's in the meme tier because a lot of people have seen it before, but he comes out there. If you look up, Javi Baez swing on YouTube. Yeah, you will see 
it's rough. Pitching Ninja makes fun of him saying, I genuinely think that if you did a pitch out, i.e. for people that know, like when you're a runner stealing a base or you think he might, you just throw it out. That way they get a good throw on it. Mm -hmm. Um, what you think people know that? And I, I'm just I, I was gonna say the younger generation, they might not know. Yeah, they, they might not know this old yeah. fashioned back tag. with the intentional walk when you really had yeah. to throw those pitches. Oh, yeah, Bias might be swinging it. at those. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, like he might be swinging at those, and I'm not it's sad that it's not an exaggeration. Over the two years with the Tigers, his first year, which was the worst case scenario, people thought people thought this is the worst case scenario. He had an 88 WRC plus, only a 291 Woba. He did hit 17 home runs, which is cool, I guess. And his strikeout rate was actually lower. That's what's crazy, Millard. He actually lowered his strikeout rate just a tad from the astronomical highs it was at one point, right? 24.9% last year. And he lowered it again this year, (laughs) 22.9. Isn't that crazy? Like, if I just told you those two things, someone would be like, oh, my God, did they figure out how to get him back to at least somewhat of his MVP form? And said he's got a 59 WRC plus. His offensive rating, according to Fangraphs, Fangraphs that is negative 21. He has a 0.8 F4 on there. I, I just, it's sad. It's sad to watch, and it must not be fun being Javi Baez in Detroit right now because I'd be frustrated watching this guy, and he seems to show zero, absolutely zero interest and improving around the areas that he struggles in. And it stinks. Yeah. Uh, his contract is enormous. It is. I had it right in front of me before. He's like 26 sure. years, 140. Yeah. He's like mid 20s I mean, basically till age 34. There are other guys that will pick that the numbers I think are worse in terms mm-hmm. of like the overall cost. But I'm taking into account the fact that what I mentioned before with the fact that the Tigers chose this as their guy, uh, a risky free agent, and the fact that he's just a genuinely awful negative player. Uh, I just, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm feeling bad today for, for teams, but uh, yeah. Javi Baez is my first pick. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop the analysis that bad baseball player because I think that's just what Javi Baez has turned into. He just hasn't looked good for uh, a couple seasons now. He's going to be making the mid-20s till 2027. Um, I think he was definitely worthy of the number one pick. He was a tier one worst contract for me on my big board. So uh, <laughs> not mad at all to see him go number one in this draft because basically my criteria when I was doing this um, like ranking all the worst contracts, it was how many years remaining do you have on the contract? How many years have you actually played yeah. so far on the contract and how have you played on the contract so far? The value of the deal total, like, how, you know, annually, how much are you making? The mm-hmm. age of the player and how is the player trending? Like, what direction? Are they, like, still kind of plateau in their career? Are they starting to hit the decline? Are they still in the upward trajectory? So that was kind of like the five criteria I have. And I'm not going to lie. The the My first pick that I'm going to make right now is not going to make me feel good, Javi. I don't want to take this guy because technically – this guy's not even a major leaguer anymore, but he's still going to be Oof. getting paid the rest of his contract because he signed probably the worst contract we might have ever seen back in 2019 right after winning the World Series for the Washington Nationals. Mm. Steven Strasburg, who, yes, yeah. he's only made, if you could believe this, I have the number written down, I think seven starts since he won the World Jesus. Series back in 2019. It's not just the injuries. It's the fact that he still owed $105 million, I think, over the next three years. And after those next three years, starting 2027, he gets 26 a year for the next three years after that. So they're going to be paying Strasburg a lot of money to not play over the next few years. And he already was not playing the last few years and getting paid a lot of money. Steven Strasburg was one of the best when he was right. 
crucial in that postseason run for the Washington Nationals. And it's not even really his fault. I mean, I don't know how much you put blame on someone for injuries and stuff like that. Yes, some of it could be training, but it wasn't really his fault. It wasn't like Steven Strasburg had 30 starts a year and just sucked. He just never could stay healthy, and I feel kind of bad for drafting a guy who just retired, but considering he still has many years remaining yeah. as one of the highest-paid players in baseball and the last few years of that deal, he hasn't played at all, essentially. I'm going to take Steven Strasburg with my first pick. For a second, I thought you were going to say Bobby Bonilla. But, um, okay. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, he's still <laughs> up here. look, I think that the he was my other potential top pick. The only reason I didn't take him was because the vibes were good uh, mm-hmm. when they did give the contract in the yeah, sense that I don't think there's any Nationals fan who's that upset. I think there's a lot of Nationals fans that are just sad, right? Because like you said, when he was right, he was amazing. I still remember his start, his first major league start, getting covered on SportsCenter as like, the huge. top story. It was huge. And, and I know that Harper kind of like came in and was like even bigger. And I think that's why people might have forgot. But like this guy was like the chosen one. Chosen yeah, one. it was it actually was legit like, the coverage he got. It was insane. Yeah, it was insane. Like, and I remember watching it and they were like, here's the fr-. it was like a cover story for ESPN. Can you imagine a covers guy uh, who's a pitching prospect getting covered like that right now? Like it just doesn't happen. Um, like we'll, we'll cover some 16 year old in high school for the NBA. Like we'll, we'll cover Bar- Bronny James before we do that. Right. Yeah, but like, even like the last pitching prospect to like. He talks about like that where it's like everyone's watching question. his debut and then we like talk about on Sports Center the next day. Like that's a great I, question. I don't even know, to be honest. I can't think of one. I can't like, I maybe like can't Jose Fernandez potentially. Like maybe I, a little bit there. He's he's up there and he started gaining popularity fast. I gotta think about that. That's a good yeah. one though. But um yeah, man. Uh just really rough all the way around. And the only other reason I didn't take is because at least he did help them win the World Series. Mm-hmm. I know that he d- he didn't help them win the World Series when they signed him. Mm-mm. So it was kind of a like, we're paying you. It's like no one had an issue. They're like, will this bite us in the butt? Probably this guy is always hurt. But you know what? We won the World Series. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's like kind of the vibe for it. So that's the only reason I didn't pick it first overall. But I mean, it's an, it's an excellent yeah. choice. It's like you said, it's more of a sad contract than a bad contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sad. <laughs> it makes you sad. <laughs> um, who, you, who you got to follow up after that, though? I think I think oh, I man. might know where you're going. Let's see if you take the guy I would take you. <laughs> Let's see uh, if I pick it. So yes, in terms of if you take into account also the remaining years, mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. I think that someone like you know Miguel Cabrera would be someone that you could select because eight years. What was it like? Eight years. I have it right in front of me. Let me find it real quick. Miguel Cabrera, where are you, my dude? Yeah, because he signed still... that deal back in like 2016. Yeah, eight years, 248 is pretty heinous, mm-hmm. considering that he's been quite bad for the, <laughs> the last eight time. years. Yeah, like, like the, the whole time. He had like two deal. years. I think the two years he's been good, and then after that he fell apart. But yeah. the vibes are still good, and he's the least of the Tigers' problems. And, and the last year, I think there's too. only one year. Yeah, there's yeah. only one year left. It's about done. Um, I'm going to roast the Rockies. Oh, you know? okay, okay, okay. I'm going to roast the Rockies. Chris Bryant. That. Uh, and look when this happened I just want to say that for the record it was hilarious and I very much love the Rockies for this I love that the same team that decided we need to cut payroll and get rid of a guy who is probably going to the Hall of Fame in Norn and Otto unless something ridiculous happens and he has an Andrew Andrew Jones type second half career fall off right Mm -hmm. unless that happens he's going to the Hall of Fame probably um, I hate. I know Padres fans might not like to hear that, but he's a very good third baseman, he's despite the good. one we have. He's a um, yeah, he's a stud. Uh, my thing is just like for you to trade that guy as a salary dump, not not even a salary dump because you're also paying the Cardinals uh, yeah, part of his the salary. Dumbest, the dumbest thing then, in baseball. It's so dumb. 
And then on top of that, you didn't get great prospects. And then the very next year, you sign a player who is not nearly as good as Nolan Aronoff. Maybe at his, in his prime. I mean, Chris Bryant was an incredible player. Like, I think people might forget. Like, first three yeah. years, MVP. he had a 6.1 win above replacement, 7.9 wins above replacement, and then seven. That's, like, one of the great, like, starts for any player we've seen in this century uh, yeah, for the first three years. And then he was just okay after that. Yeah, first uh, two years, rookie of the year, then MVP back-to-back. Exactly. Like, that's just insane. It just doesn't happen all that much. And then he started falling off, and I think that people expected it. But still, the numbers were still good. I remember drafting him in fantasy in 2021. I remember the infamous when he gets traded <laughs> to the uh, the Giants, right? Like, he had a pretty good stretch with them, that crazy 100-win Giants team. And the Rockies, for some reason, despite not wanting to pay Arenado anymore, they want to pay Chris Bryant, a lesser player, and for more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So that's part of why I'm picking it, because of the Rockies' incompetence. And it's sad to see him. Um, he, like, last year, in the very few games he played, he was effective, at least at the plate. But he can't really field anymore. Um, he hasn't been able to field all that excellently for a while. But now it's like he really can't. And, you know, like I said, last year in short in time, 306. 376, 475 slash line, pretty good. Um, granted, cores helps, but even still, the 125 WRC plus, it wasn't all luck or anything like that. Or cores this year, man, 251, 338, 379 slugging. That's the key. The power's gone. Yeah, uh, and that's because of injuries and stuff. But it's rough. Uh, it, it's rough to see. And I understand, like, if a team wanted to sign Chris Bryant, but given all the injuries and given that you just gave up on Arenado, it's just baseball malpractice for you to decide just kidding we'll actually go pay this guy uh even more uh and it's sad to see 84 wrc plus this year uh i mean he's dreadful it, just the power is gone i don't want to say that he's not going to have one like a couple good years i i would be very surprised if he at least doesn't have like a solid decent year at some point maybe figure something out he starts rehabbing or whatever that's cool but man uh, really rough contract for the Rockies who should have been hitting full rebuild. They should have been selling all their players for at least good stuff, unlike they did with Arnado, and they didn't. So they're stuck yeah. with them. Yeah, because just like the Artie Moreno thing, the decision-making mm-hmm. just makes no sense to, like you laid out. Why are you going to trade Nolan Arnado, let Trevor Story walk, act like you're in this whole rebuild, saying you're nowhere near the playoffs, exactly. and then the very next offseason sign Chris Bryant and say, you know what? It's championship or bust. We're on the precipice of a World Series. It's like the, the, you, the, your actions are not leading or are not matching up with what you're telling your fan base, and it just makes absolutely no sense. Another franchise that just uh, a little bit of a joke. I mean, if you go look at Bud Black's managerial record, he has like one one or two winning seasons in 18 years with, with, the, with the Colorado Rockies. I think he has one season with at least 90 wins under his belt. Like Bud Black is one of the longest tenured managers. I think the longest tenured manager in major league baseball with probably the worst um winning resume at the same time and chris bryant's another guy like we're going to talk about a lot of guys today that are like they're not bad but they just can't stay healthy and chris bryant's another guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy in a short tenure with the colorado rockies and like you said being course field it's weird to see that lack of power just disappear from his game because he was you know a power guy back in the day he was a 30 kind of guy 25 30 home runs and now he's like where has it gone? More of a 15 home run guy, if he can even play 120 games. So weird what's happened to Chris Bryant. Weird that the Colorado Rockies decided to sign him. But hey, yeah. bad franchises are going to do what bad franchises do. But I'm surprised you didn't take this guy who I'm going to draft next. So we talked that we, we just briefly mentioned him earlier in the podcast. I think As I know the- who it's going to be. Yes, that's right. As a teammate of Mike Trout and Shoei Otani, because this guy. 
has been absolutely terrible. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron is, uh, I think he signed in 2020, which is also 2020. He played as many games in 2020, basically as any other season he's played with the Angels because he played 52 games in 2020. His career high so far with the Angels in a single season is 58. I'm talking about Anthony Rendon, who had just been perpetually hurt or he's fighting fans on the sidelines. Like Anthony Rendon has been bad when he's been healthy. He hasn't been a productive player. And then when he's been not healthy he's just been unproductive in the clubhouse on the sidelines hasn't felt like a very good vibe guy overall and it's like we talk about the angels not spending money well they actually did spend money on anthony rendo they actually said you know what we're going to get another superstar in our lineup to help out the mike trout and show otani because we don't need a pitcher we don't need a rotation what we need is more offense because having mike trout and otani means you're not going to have any offense for your team so we got to go get another offensive player so they're paying rendo 38 a year for the next three seasons and for a guy who can't stay healthy and when he is healthy has been absolutely terrible God. bad vibes guy i am not in on anthony rendon at all and it's one of the worst contracts in baseball right now yeah i mean he stinks the the highlight of his angels tenure has literally been that altercation with the fan um he's been dreadful and it's just like you said with art marino bad i don't really have much else to add on the guy is terrible and it stinks that like the angels at least have tried to sign some stars. Like I mentioned at the top with Upton and your Hamilton. And then every time they get them, they stick. So it's just like, but like I'd the personality is from these guys, they sign too. like the, the mm-hmm. Rendon's and like the Josh Hamilton's and the CJ Wilson's like, they're not getting like the best yeah. clubhouse guys. It feels like not the best vibe guys typically. And it's like, if you're going to try build mm-hmm. a winning culture with the Otani's who always has a smile on his face, I feel like the baseball energy has been drained out of Mike Trout over the last few years. Like if you want to build a positive culture, why not sign some positive guys for that clubhouse? Javi and I will continue this draft, but before we do that, a quick message from our sponsor. And we're back here on the Locked on Diamondbacks crossover with Locked on Padres. Don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast. When you download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. Now with the number fifth pick in this draft, Javier Reyes, who are you going to take? The number fifth pick. Um, I like the way you said that. Uh, the number fifth pick. I'm going to take. It's time to roast the team that we okay. all like making fun of. Is it not? Only reason I didn't do it is because I thought the trade was fine because they didn't have to give up anything. But holy dear God, we're not talking about that. And I know that like what I just said there, that the trade, like that's a different discussion. You know what I mean? But just if we're talking about contracts, easily the worst. Uh, I actually think it's worse than some of the guys we've already drafted. (laughs) Okay. It's, it's, it's the man formerly known as Mike. Oh no. Mike Stanton formerly. It's Giancarlo Stanton of the New oh, York no. Yankees, DH extraordinaire. I mean, Millard, where do I start? Uh, I mean, this guy, first of all, it's hilarious what the Yankees do. Uh, we could go on and on about how poorly the Yankees have been constructed. But what really stinks isn't necessarily Stanton's production. He's been okay. Obviously, he was astronomical the year that he won the MVP and he hit 59 home runs. And I don't think that it was smart that people thought he would be able to keep that up. But he had a pretty good year the first year with the Yankees. 4.2 wins above replacement. Hit 38 home runs. Stayed relatively healthy. He played 158 games his first season with the Yankees. like He was a productive player. He was really good. And then the next year, got hurt. Only played 18. Next year after that, in 2020, he played 23, which was about... Even in a shortened season, he couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just incredible stuff. And then in 2021, missed some games, 
but was productive. 139 WRC plus. He had 35 homers. Got really hot at the end, right? Remember the wild card game against the Red Sox? He almost single handedly won it. But then 2022, 116 WRC plus started to fall off and had to be used basically exclusively as a DH. And mm-hmm. now, oh boy, it's looking rough. 95, no, four WRC plus. He has 19, uh, 19 home runs. He's only played in 80 games. He can't play defense anymore. Obviously, they use him as a DH. And he's still managing to get hurt. But the kicker, oh man. And if my dad's listening to this podcast, hi dad. Um, just, just cover your ears because they still have to pay this man mm-hmm. until after the 2027 season. That's why I'm drafting him. Because I, I do think that it's like not that crazy that they took a chance on him, especially since they didn't have to give up much. But the contract itself, so I'm not blaming the Yankees for the contract because it's not theirs. Um, but holy dear God, I mean, it's bad. Uh, if he's already starting to decline, he can't hit those sliders at all. If it's getting worse than this, I, I don't want to, th- I don't think it's over, over. I still think he's really talented and the power is still about as good as anyone out there. Just the hard hit stuff. Whew. That long and he can't hold up with his body staying healthy. We might have like a, I know this sounds crazy, but we might have like ourselves a, a Ken Griffey Jr. His final year season at some point you know what i'm talking i'm talking like a negative two wins above replacement only plays dh can't hit the i'm just saying guys and that won't happen next year but i'm saying like at the end of this for those who don't know ken griffey jr has one of the worst like single seasons in the history of baseball uh his his last year it's not his fault he was old and he was watched i don't know but like he's infamous for it keep an eye on it stay in yeah. might uh get to that point and at the time that the Yankees acquired him, I think we all forget, like, we were like, oh, my God, because Derek Jeter had just got hired to be, like, the executive for the Marlins at the time. We are like, oh, my God, look at Derek Jeter just setting the Yankees, his former favorite team, the best player in Major League Baseball, because Stan was coming off the MVP at the time, man. Like you laid out there, Javi, mm-hmm. the biggest issue with Stan probably the last few years, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Like you said, that 2020 season wasn't able to stay healthy. And even if you don't count that season, has only reached 110 games once in the last four seasons so this is a guy like if you look at the numbers he's still one of the best power output guys in major league baseball like he has 19 home runs in 80 games this year he's going to hit you if he plays 130 games a year he's still going to hit you 30 or 40 bombs the issue is can he even reach 130 games because at this point if you get 110 115 mm-hmm. games of healthy mike stan um you would feel pretty happy about that but like you said gonna be paying him till 2027 a few more years at that number with his skills declining, can't really do anything outside of hit home runs. Uh, Not the best guy you want to build around going forward. And considering the state that the Yankees are in, we all love Aaron Judge. That's wait, He's not going to be in this draft, uh, maybe in a few more years. But the rest of the roster, like they cut Josh Donaldson today. Who else uh, on that team outside like a Volpe, I guess, are you even excited about for the future? Um, Stan's not one of them. He's going to be a part of the future <laughs> considering he's locked up for the next few seasons. Next up for me there's a few guys I could go here because it depends how many picks we want to do. So it depends how spicy I want to get. Um, I think I'm going to go a little bit against the grain here just because I want to get a little bias in this draft as we always do. Next up off the board, I'm actually taking another Washington national crazy two nationals getting drafted um, in this draft. I'm taking Patrick Corbin who 
If you're looking at yeah. remaining contract left, there's not a lot. You don't have to pay Patrick Corbin a lot longer. He only has like one final year left on his deal. Now the kicker is Patrick Corbin was making like $25 million a year the last six years. But for some reason, this final year that Patrick Corbin has coming up, he's making $35 million in the final year of his contract. I have absolutely no reason why. I don't know why the Nationals are like, that final season, we're just going to jack it up for $10 million for you, buddy. Don't know why they did that. And then if you just look at the year by year ERA, I know it's really great. It's amazing. Like, yeah, you can say the worst pitcher in baseball. Like it's either between him or Madison Bumgarner, who's been the worst pitcher in baseball the last <laughs> like few seasons. It's absolutely your boy, my boy, Mad Bum. So even though Patrick Corbin is probably not the biggest name that we're going to draft today, and considering he only has one year left on his deal. Maybe there's better options on the board, but considering he's been bad the entire length of his contract, and then all of a sudden he's getting this major spike the final year of his deal, I just think I need to get a former D back in this draft before we wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just... <laughs> I mean, Corbin, what's with you guys and having all your pitchers? Like, you guys have such a funny pitcher history. Like, seriously, it's Corbin who had, like, like I, he had like a couple of good seasons with the D backs, mm-hmm. and then he, he moves on, and then he helps the Nationals win, and then he's just getting paid a lot, and it's just terrible. It's, it's, if you want to see home runs, there you go. Then you had um, Madison Bumgarner who gets signed and just stinks immediately, <laughs> and then you formerly had Robbie Ray who yeah. you gave up for nothing, and then one the D backs are it's like they give up on like. The pitchers, like to, I don't know. They're, it's just really weird. They're, they're like, they're close they're to close. figuring out pitching. You know what I mean? Like they're close. Now, what you have to do? Okay, so you don't want to pay someone like Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. You like people like Corbin, but you don't want to pay them. You know, at that time, you yeah. you like, uh, okay, Robbie Ray. Don't trade them for nothing though. Like they're almost there. They're gonna have yeah. someone. Uh, someone like Granky, like, we're like two hundred million dollars for you, Zach Granky. Yeah. Come on down. Here you go. And it's exactly. like I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what their philosophy is when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> they're very weird on pitching. It's like their Achilles heel. But um, yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Uh, Patrick Corbin's pretty bad, even though it's not for too much longer. You're yeah. right. The spike in the last year is is kind of hilarious in a That's lot of crazy. Ways. I'm like, wait, 24 and then 35 out of nowhere. It's like, <laughs> who, who's his agent? That man needs to be representing all major league baseball players. Oh man, it's great. Um, now we're getting at the level, in my opinion, uh, with this next pick of mine, where I don't think these are like. contracts that ruin teams i don't think um but i think that they are you know it's just again something that i find kind of funny Um, let's go 10 deep too just fyi i want to go 10 deep in this draft hobby that's like okay okay (laughs) just two more picks i'm gonna go with dj lemayhu of the yankees oh oh, crazy oh yeah shocking people a little bit aav isn't that bad only 15 million a year yeah and he's been good for them before Put up a 177 WRC plus in 2020. Nearly won himself the MVP that year. And the first year with the Yankees, he was a revelation. 5.9 F4, 136 WRC plus. Spraying the ball all over the place. However, it is very obvious that that 2019 season was an anomaly. And probably a product of the juiced ball that we started seeing a little bit more from like 2017 to 2020. Around then, right? It's why a lot of guys' stats were inflated. And LeMahieu's a great example. He's never really been a power hitter. His max home runs before that one year, he hit 15 in Colorado. And then every year before that was like 8, 11, 6, 5. And some of those years in Colorado where he hit for a high average, his WRC plus was bad. Uh, basically to show you guys that like he was a, a course field merchant for a good portion of his career. 
This is not an Arenado who would be good anywhere, right? So that was LeMahieu. And the Yankees extended him six years, 90 million. For me, it's the years. And his first year after that contract, 102 WRC plus, he was pretty miserable. Again, the slash line doesn't look terrible until you get to the slugging. There's just no power there. And I know the juice ball was a big part of it. But for a utility infielder who all of his WRC plus numbers, his batted ball skills, just and the juiced ball era, just kind of shows you that this isn't like he wasn't going to keep this up. But they extended him anyway. Uh, because Brian Cashman is something. Uh, this year, again, not the worst player we've drafted by far. Uh, yeah. Not the worst player in the league by far. But he's not doing anything for you defensively, and he's only getting worse. His strikeout rate is the highest of his career, 22.4%. That's like a nearly 8% increase. He's rough, and he's still got until 2026. Ooh. I don't know if – um, yeah. I feel like after having back-to-back top four MVP finishes, maybe you didn't have to give him the years, but you definitely had to pay a DJ because I think just every Yankees fan just considered DJ like the holy grail after coming over from Colorado, putting up those two monster seasons. It just felt like, you know, driving around the East Coast, listening to like Michael K show, it just felt like every Yankees fan was in on DJ LeMayu. And yeah, they were. Like, <laughs> he felt like the franchise star at that point. Or so I felt like the Yankees fans, uh, I felt like Brian Cashman had to do it because I felt like Yankees fans would have rioted if he didn't dj uh dj lemayu didn't have him on my short list here of top 20 guys probably mm-hmm. on my longer list um but i don't hate it because i always love bashing on the yankees when we can and like you said it is not a good deal you know by the definition of what we're doing today in this draft it is not a good contract so not too mad it just kind of puts puts me a little bit in a bind here because now I have to make some tough decisions with who I want to draft the rest uh, because there's like three guys Mm. I really want to get in and there's only two picks left. So we're going to have to make some tough cuts. And there's one guy I have to come (laughs) away with. I have to come away with. But I'm going to be drafting him with the final pick just because it'll add, you know, the most spice and intrigue level. So next up, I'm going to draft. You know what? Let's let's get on the sad boy franchise with our guy Bryce Patrick because no one likes to complain and cry and whine mm. more for a team that's been in first place for like nine months than a Bryce Patrick. <laughs> yeah, your team has struggled a little bit, Bryce, but I don't want to hear you in my DMs every day crying when your team has the best run differential in the American League. Okay, the Rangers are going to be just fine with the ninety-five wins and the best wild card spot or the second best wild card spot. Like you're okay, Bryce. You're not gonna miss the playoffs here, buddy. Okay, if you don't win the division so i'm actually going to have to take i almost lost my train of thought there but jacob Degrom from the texas rangers who a lot of people had qualms with at the time of the contract okay yeah for me i don't i i i've tried to stay away from drafting guys in the first year of the major uh of their major deal so i i try to stay away from the bogart and the machado mm-hmm. to be honest because it's the first year like yeah maybe you struggled in the first year but that doesn't mean the rest of your contract is going to be bad so i try not to draft too yeah. many first marcus simian being a great example yeah marcus simian but a guy mm-hmm. like jacob de who we saw the red flags prior to the contract mm-hmm. being signed the fact that this season already has kind of been a disaster, and it's not like he's going to be getting any younger. He's 34, 35 years old, and it's not like he's just like a top 20 highest paid player. Like He's on the fourth highest average annual salary, five years, 185. DeGrom is getting paid a massive number and for a guy who we've seen. Basically, the last three to four years can't really pitch more than like 10 to 15 starts in a season. We all yeah. still think DeGrom is arguably the best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. The only issue is that comes like once every three months if you're lucky, and it's usually not during the postseason. Yeah, I made that joke about how I think he's feeling the after effects of one for all 
for all my my hero academia fans out there hey. like he used 100 percent. this Damn. is a guy who literally at one point was driving in more runs himself as a pitcher than allowing them like he's an absolute freak but he's been hurt and his his conference talking about getting hurt was rough to watch too the fact that he's probably going to be out for the majority of next year as well not great it's possible he comes back and can be effective but another Tommy John, that's that's rough. So yeah, it's 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 a really rough contract, especially when you take into account we knew all this stuff beforehand. Rangers took a risk. Um, yeah. Now, granted, their other pitching contracts turned out great, right? Like they didn't just yeah. go all in on one Aldi area, like big, John yeah. Gray. You have Aldi, like that, that's turned out well. So they've bounced back from it pretty well. But it is unfortunate, and it's it's sad to see. Um, Fun my fact, next pick, man. I was gonna yeah, say, go ahead, real quick. Fun fact: wore my Hero Academia shirt on yesterday's stream on Locked On Dimebacks. So, boom for any anime Ooh. listeners out there. If you just want to, I don't know. Do I have to wear my my Hero shirt next oh, week? Should we should we do an anime draft? Comparing teams to anime players or or shows? <laughs> yeah, on it. Put it down. Put, put it, it down. down. Write it down. Keep it tracked. Man. Get on that spreadsheet. All right. Um, how are you wrapping up your draft, Javi? I'm. This is tough. Um. Because I could go with a meme. There's one player that you could go with, but we're not going to get into him for obvious reasons. Okay. He's yeah, on the yeah, Rays. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you one immediately. Is, yeah. Yeah, you knew immediately who I was talking about. So that yeah, one yeah, kind yeah. of is just a totally different beast yeah, altogether. We won't, we won't touch that one. I do. I go with the meme. I'm going to go with the meme. I can't do two Puerto Ricans. Screw it. Okay. Um, not your I'm kind. going with Andrew Benintendi. With my oh, last pick. Oh. And you might be shocked by that because the contract is that bad. Five years, 75. Who cares? The reason I'm going for this just to wrap up the draft is because that is the largest contract given yeah. in White Sox history. It's crazy. That is why. Uh, he's not that great of a player. 95 WRC plus. He's not a killer. Maybe he can get better. 122 last year. WRC plus. Like he has good bats of ball skills. There's the possibility that he has a good year sprinkled in somewhere. But the fact that this is the only time the White Sox have ever like truly paid someone. I feel like this contract represents the franchise more than the player. And that's why I'm taking it. I just think that that's like patently absurd, like for this to be the highest paid player they've ever had. I just think that's just, that's insane. That's insane that five years, 75. So that's why for everybody who wants to complain about the shortcomings of the NBA or other sports leagues agreed, they can be ridiculous. I don't like getting drama about, I don't like LeBron versus Jordan debates every five seconds. I will take that any day of the week instead of a Chicago based team that I've just been alerted to. That this is the best contract that they've ever given. And then people want to tell me that spending money isn't how you win. It is. Yeah. I hate to I mean, break it to you guys. You need to spend money. Uh, not Padres level necessarily. I'm not saying that for everybody who starts coming at me. I'm just saying in general, like, you want to know why the White Sox aren't good? Because you have cheapskates like Jerry Reinsdorf. That's why. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm taking with my last pick. Yeah, if you're going to spend money, try to do it on at least quality major leaguers. I mean, Ben Tendy is fine. He's probably like a $7 million a year guy, if that. And it's like, yeah. giving him the highest contract. Just the fact that 15 a year is that just that fact. It's just that yeah. fact that's the highest ever. Not just to Ben Tendy, but 15 a year is the highest contract you've ever handed out to a free agent. Like, that's not that much money. That's like the, I mean, we're doing this draft. That's like DJ LeMayu money, who is, of course, on one of the worst contracts in Major League Baseball. But it's like people of that elk, the Jamison Tyone, like it's not, you're not getting a superstar player for that kind of money. And the fact that they never went over that to any free agent, that lets you know that they're not out there getting quality Major Leaguers once they hit the offseason. So not surprised to see that the best player that they ever signed in the free agent market is Andrew Benatendi on that kind of deal. So I'm not too mad that you wrapped up your draft for Ben Tendi. I did have a little look of him 
uh, for my longer list here. He didn't crack my top 20, but you know, we, we had a cup of coffee. We discussed it out. We negotiated, <laughs> but he didn't make my final list here. So whew, this is, this is where we get spicy here in the final pick hobby, because I'm going to take a guy here. Let me find my notes because I put next to him. I ranked the top 10 and then I put next to this guy has to be my final pick in the draft okay. just for the fun of it. Because this mm-hmm. guy, if you could believe it, he's making 37 a year until 2030, age 38. This is mm-hmm. someone that since 2017, if we don't count 2020, these are his game totals. 114, 140, okay, 134, but then 36, 119 and is going to play under 100 this season. This guy, when he's healthy, he's like Jacob DeGrom as a position player. He's one of the best. Some people will tell you he's the best guy we've ever seen. But at some point, if you're going to play under 100 games every single season and be top three in average salary, listen, this is not a bit or anything. But you have to do it because he's got like eight more years as the highest paid player in Major League Baseball. I have to do it. I don't want to because he's great when he's healthy. The fact is he's not healthy anymore. Entering the Jacob DeGrom tier as a position player, I have to go with who, Javi? My trout of the la angel and this is not because he's a bad player but he's going till 2030 what year is it 2023 this is someone the last three seasons we've seen mm-hmm. cannot stay healthy if you tell me my child's going to play 140 150 games for the next five years he will be worth a contract the issue is i think he could be entering that giancarlo stand tier at least in terms of health not in terms of production because in terms of production he's still a freaking yeah. MVP level player, but in terms of actual health, I am concerned of what the next seven years could look like for Mike Trout, considering the last four to five years hasn't been that healthy, despite it being very productive when he has been on the field. You're hilarious. You just never change. Never oh. change. I, I knew it was coming and I couldn't stop it. When I dropped I was like, I had to. I can't believe it. Um, yeah, man. And just to wrap up, I guess like just some other yeah, throw honorable some honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah, throw. yeah. I was thinking of Carlos Correa. Yeah, didn't do it because it would be my second Puerto Rican drafted, and I couldn't okay. allow that. Okay. The reason though to consider is all those injury rumblings and the reason that the Giants and Mets didn't sign him. If the Twins went ahead and did it anyway, and he might be like really cooked because of whatever weird like leg injuries he has. That's why he could be the worst. I mean, he's been genuinely pretty pretty atrocious this year. He was yeah. good last year. He was great last year, but. This year he's been uh, really bad. Uh, that's one, and he's making like over thirty-two a year to like twenty twenty-eight. Really rough, really rough on their part. Um, especially if you, I'm not picking Bogarts of the Padres because Bogarts is the first year. Yeah, the first reason year. Correa almost did is because of that injury, which mm-hmm. makes me think that giving that deal was irresponsible. But that being said, um, Darvish. Uh, there's plenty of Padres that you could argue. Yeah. Didn't do Bogarts because first year Darvish though. You giving that to a 36, 37 year old pitcher? I mean, that's a little reprehensible yeah. in a lot of he, ways. Jake Cronenworth in terms of the years for oh. he's kind of like Arla Mayhew. Okay, where you're that's like a, you know he's comp. only gotten progressively worse. You know what I mean? He's kind of like our DJ Lemayhew. Um, in terms of the rest of the contracts though, I don't I don't think they're all terrible. If Robert Suarez is a sticky merchant. Then he'll go on there for okay. reliever for the Padres who got suspended recently. But uh, otherwise, I don't think the Padres, because it's year one in a vacuum, that you can give um, put any of their players on here. At least not yet. If Bogarts is bad again next year or worse, yeah, then, we'll... then yes, then we can start talking about it. But for now, same thing goes for Machado. Same thing goes for Tatis. I mean, Tatis has still been good. Uh, and even same thing still goes for Darvish, assuming he doesn't have like a Tommy John surgery incoming. Then yeah, and at least Darvish is not. 
Darvish is not like an insane number. I thought it was crazy. Yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. there was a report at the time, but I actually like looked at the details this week. It's like 15 mm-hmm. a year or something around there, like 12 to 15 a year until he's 41. It's not so, terrible. It's not crazy. Yeah, it's, not yeah. it's more about the, the age they're paying him to, but in terms of the number annually, it's not that bad. Uh, just a few other honorable mentions that I had really wanted to draft Trevor story in this draft. Um, mid twenties till 2027. <laughs> Not look good for Boston. Uh, coming off the injury this year, nope. haven't been a big fan of him. We, uh, we should have drafted him, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to. Um, but you kept taking, you know, the the Ben Tendies, the Lemayus. I was like, ah, I need my child, and I can't <laughs> leave the draft without my child. So Trevor Story was unfortunately on the chopping block uh, for me there. I did think about your other Puerto Rican brother, Francisco Lindor, just because he he's good. It's not there yet. It just. He's getting like 34 years till 2031. That's a lot of money. Watch yourself. Lot more years. Yeah, he's but like, you better watch yourself. Don't make me. Don't make me do, do this, man. He's been great. All right. I, 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 I know. Great. The great is. I think he's been good. He's been. He's been good. The great is. Well, like, ah, we. It's. It's okay. It's agree to disagree. Chris Sale. You could have put him on the list. Chris you better Sale. move on. You better move on. <laughs> Chris Sale only has two more years, though. That's really the only thing. Miggy, like we said, last year of the deal. Carlos Rodon, I mean, it's the first year, but you could have done the uh, Jacob deGrom argument where there was always red flags with injury history and something like that. <laughs> uh, Christian Yelich, I put down just on my long list. George Springer, long list. Brandon Nimmo, I mean, it's the first year, but I don't know. Is he a 20-a-year guy? I don't think so. I don't think we're at that point where he should be drafted in this just yet. And then one guy that maybe should have been drafted, Jamison Tyone. 18 a year for like the next three seasons for Jamison Tyone. He's just not a good major leaguer. I was shocked that he got that deal from the Mm -hmm. Chicago Cubs. That wraps up our draft of taking the worst contracts in Major League Baseball. How do you think it went today, Javi? I think it went pretty good. I mean, there's there's plenty of others. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. there's plenty of others that we left off that people will probably bring up if they even made it this far into the podcast. Yeah. Uh, there might be people who bring up Robbie Ray or people who bring up, you know, Seiya Suzuki, players like that. But, you know, this is for now. We were doing the worst. Um, but I enjoyed it because despite talking about the worst that the sport has to offer, it was still a lot of fun. And as always, I love our drafts. Yeah. Talk about the worst, but got to record with the best. Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. Where can the listeners find you? At Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you only want Padres stuff, go check out at LO underscore Padres or Locked On Padres on the old YouTube. Yep, at Creator Thomas 24 for my personal account. We're look up Locked On Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, streaming on all podcasting platforms. And please hit subscribe to both Locked On Dimebacks and Locked On Padres on YouTube. That ends this podcast. Until next week and another draft, dose.